everybody. Welcome to this morning's, this week's, this session of Two Cents for Conversation. I'm your host, Vijay. Um, welcome. If you're new, welcome back. If you guys been listening before. Um, so today's DJ play was Red Bone by Childish Gambino. Um, I don't own the rights to the song, so don't sue me. I don't have anything. How are y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Indigestion. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I hope this little boy has a full head of hair. They say if you have a lot of indigestion, your baby's going to have a lot of hair. And... I feel it. It's like every day. It's like my worst symptom because it's just so uncomfortable. And it happens when I first wake up. And I've been really bad about drinking my ginger water. So I'm going to nip that in the bud today before my ginger goes bad at that. So there's that. So if I sound a little ugh, that's why. But anyways, I'm in a great mood to talk. There's been a little... There hasn't been too much nonsense lately. Things are dying down. We have a new president. Um, things are gonna try to get in order. I'm here chilling, just taking time away, just seeing if I'm needed. That's what you gotta do. You just gotta see if you're needed. So I picked today's DJ spin because the hot topic, and I feel like it's a perfect part two to my last episode of Are You a Fetish? because the epitome of fetish made a song um and it was quite interesting and it and it, it was very triggering even for myself personally but i do have a i have a little bit of a more i have a little bit of more i have a little bit of a more background in the topic at hand than i think a lot of people reacting emotionally do because I actually went to school for the topic so let's jump into it so on my last session I talked about interracial relationships and you know how although love is a beautiful thing there's a lot of when it comes to white when it comes to black people and interracial relationships it, it it there's a there's a conversation there with a lot of different things so over the weekend or the week or so um an influencer artist entertainer whatever you want to call her uh danny lee some people pronounce it danny lay whatever i don't really care never did care about her um, she made a song called Yellowbone. Uh, to give some background, Danny Lay is a Dominican woman. And at the moment, she's most known for being the companion, boothang, girlfriend of the rapper DaBaby. And, um, that, yeah, that's pretty much what she's known for. She's more known for her dancing and choreograph, uh, choreography, but at the moment she's in the spotlight because of the baby. 
So she made this random ass song that nobody asked for at all. Like nobody asked for and she's getting a lot of backlash or she got she's getting got whatever a lot of backlash um because of the colorist undertones and there's a lot of vocabulary words so i'm gonna make sure i define them colorism is when groups uh have a hierarchy determined by the shade of your skin. So it's not necessarily racism, it's a product of racism, but it, it's amongst the same group. So colorism is pretty much dark skin between light skin. And it happens amongst everybody or any, any group of people with melanin in their skin, some type of melanin in their skin, or if there's some type of color, it happens. It happens between black people notice more noticeably. Um, it's a really it's really bad in India and in Southeast Asia. I believe it's the caste system for them. I'm not entirely sure. That's what that's what they've taught us in school, but we all know how public school is when it comes to these type of conversations. So forgive me, but it's really big in India as well. I think for black, it's black people, India, and the Latin, Latin culture or Hispanic culture, it's really, really bad. Um, to the point where like people are in poverty because of this system. Um, so it's a real it's a it's a real it's a deep conversation and I think and like a lot of people I don't think they we know enough and we talk about it with enough seriousness to really understand the gravity of it so that's why this whole spectacle of this song was really triggering so just to just to get the ball rolling so this girl done made this song called yellow bone and it's a really stupid song i personally think it's a it was a troll or it was just something to get people talking about her i don't even really want to drop her i didn't even really want to drop her name for the sake of the converse but i have to just for the sake of the conversation and um yeah it, it's not even a real real song like it's a little like internet bop like or it's, it seems like she tries to make it an internet bop where it was going to, it like, it seems like she was trying to make something that would go viral and it went viral for the wrong reasons or what I personally think she knew what she was doing. She wanted the bad publicity just to get it going because any news is good news. Any publicity is good publicity and outrage pays. So you know, ooh, this indigestion. So, um, there's that. So I, 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 I didn't really want to talk about it, but I just did the interracial episode yesterday. I kind of, I didn't really promote it. I kind of left it as a filler, but I'll promote, I'll promote it within with these with this this episode. So, um. Yeah, so she made this random ass song. Uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't a bop. It was literally 
out, a viral outrage trigger. Um, but, it, you know, we're going to talk about it because, like I said, colorism is a serious thing. So, it's up there with racism. So, how can I break this down? I, I've watched a couple YouTube reactions. You know, whenever things, things like this pop up, I, you know, watch my favorite content creators to kind of see how they're feeling about it. And, you know, just to see if there's any factual things I can pull or just to, you know, do a, do a check on my own self just to make sure I'm not thinking out landish out of emotions or being too naive about things or if I if I'm on board with what everybody's saying so see and it's hard because when you go to con when you observe the content you watch in the spaces you watch especially on YouTube ugh, YouTube comments can be really toxic so yeah, it, they can be hilarious, but they can be also really toxic because people on the YouTube comments just be saying anything off the top of their head. Some people really be putting thought into what they be saying, but a lot of people just be saying anything off the top of their head out of even and emotionally at that. So um, usually I don't. So it ends up usually that I out of the three or out of the four content creators I watch. I usually either stick with only two or maybe one for to to agree with their opinion on. So I read the comments just to observe the temperament of the water. And what I'm still noticing with this conversation of colorism is that it's more emotional rather than really looking at the deeper point of it and actually what why we're feeling the way we feel about it and the thing is the content creators they do speak on it but the comment section pure emotional and there was one there was one creator she um julesy she made a video about this a long time ago in terms of Kamala and Cardi B, she touches on this topic a lot. Um, but to start the ball, we're going to touch on um, that race is complex. It's a social construct. It's not a hundred percent biology. It's not a hundred percent social. Uh, I have the, I have the, uh, associates arts in social and behavioral sciences with emphasis in anthropology. Um, a lot of that has emphasis in religions, religious studies. And, um, I've done a lot of my social studies with the core focus on African-American studies and you know looking more into the minority perspective of history so i never i never was the type to jump in the books on 
on the backs of white history. I never have. So just to just so we can make it clear that I'm not talking out of my ass and I'm not talking from a credentialed point of view to a degree. I'm not saying that I'm a professor, but I sat my ass in class. I did my work. I did my studies and I fucking passed. So I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Um, as I was saying, long story short, race is a social construct it's not a hundred percent of everything there's a lot of things that play into it um and it's complicated i try to tell anybody that i have this conversation about race with i'd say the same exact thing it it is more complex than people tend to understand because and and i'm i'm actually in tune a little bit with this in a different degree now because I'm pregnant. So the, 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 how can I say it? The mystic of creating a person and creating a new person for this world along with the things that I've known from my studies, they're coming into one. So it's a very interesting my perspective is definitely interesting now. Um, so the thing is, when you are created in your mother's womb, let's start from the basics. When you're created in your mother's womb, um, and you don't even realize this until you get pregnant because this is something that they, they don't really tell you. Even as a woman, your mother doesn't tell you this, but your baby is not a 50% you and a 50% your dad. The reality is your baby is an entirely new batch of DNA. It's not, you're not going to just, you're not going to get a split 50-50 of you and your parent um, or the, you and the baby's parent. Um, and what happens is because you're creating a completely foreign object or a foreign DNA, um, your body can have the potential to reject it. That's why a woman's immune system goes lower or becomes compromised or easily compromised because our body lowers its immune system so that we can keep the baby. So with that being said, in terms of this conversation of race, um, no, you're not 50% this and 50% that. You're an entirely new formula, entirely new formula. So we can't just chop up race like, we can't chop up race like a pie, even though they try to say it. And we have, and, and if we're really gonna talk about race relations, colorism and things like that, we have to start at the basic with that understanding that it's entirely too complicated to narrow down and and base off of appearance as well appearance and where you come from and things like that you can't do it because when you have a baby <laughs> you do not know what you i mean don't get me wrong you it is going to be what it is like if you're two black people you're not going to have a chinese baby that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying is if you're a black person with a lot of 
different ancestry or mixed or ambiguous ancestry depending on who you have a baby with it can be a roulette table you know what i mean and it can even be a roulette table with features like um you know me and my man we're both black for you more we're both black his grandmother is white my grandmother is somewhat biracial she's my grandmother's black but she's gotten some she has some stuff mixed up in her too that this baby could come out with a little bit red brown hair and we'd be like okay he pulled it from somewhere you see what i'm saying that's what i'm saying um i have a little cousin he was his eyes have a violet hue to them very beautiful like it comes from his grandmother um you know you just never know where these things get pulled from and that's the beauty of it so race is it's just it's an extremely complicated thing to talk about when you're trying to pinpoint what somebody is or where somebody comes from or where somebody belongs and that's like the main problem of course so but there is also a fact that shit is what it is okay you can't the one job i people call it the one people call things like they call this idea the one drop rule but the one drop rule is to take things past your great grandparent the one drop rule does not apply to your grandparent going immediate you know what i mean if your grandmother is black that's not a one drop rule your grandmother is black you have some afro in you or your grandfather whatever you want to call him um but you can't go back and say my great 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 grandfather or my ancestors could have been black like no 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 it's not the same thing and these are just the comments that i see coming and you know just from the platforms i watch are coming from a lot of black women I see them come from a lot of black men sometimes um black men it's it's black men have their own conversation um i'll just put it like this a lot of black men are not racially conscious that's something i can agree with we can talk about that a different day because that is a whole thing with black men i'm gonna touch on it a little bit because the danny lay situation she only got away with this shit because she's fucking niggas let's be real and that's what a lot of people, a lot of either ambiguous or mixed women or non-black women get away with the shit that they do against black people is because they're fucking niggas. And I don't mean niggas in a disrespectful way. I mean niggas in black as just black men point blank period. Um, Yeah, like how many times have you heard a white woman say she could say the N word because she's fucking a nigga? Like, or she got a baby with a black man, like, or she's married to a black man, or she's dating a black man. Like, you rarely hear it from the other side from dating a black woman, but I'm sure it is sure it's happened, but mostly it's black men. So Danny Lay got this pass from who knows whoever to make this ridiculous ass song now the question is why is this song ridiculous and this is why i chose the song that i chose today because the term yellow bone 
typically means just light-skinned black woman. Yellow bone does not apply to everybody. Yellow bone is still a black description. Anything with the term bone in it is a black description. It comes from black language, it comes from black culture, and it describes black people. It is not a, a description for anybody else. It's not. You don't go to a fucking white woman and call her a yellow bone. Like, she's not yellow, she's just white. And that's what the, a lot of people are saying about Danny Lay. Is like, sweetie, you're white. Like, you're not yellow. Like, because yellow literally, just saying yellow bone just literally means you're not completely white, but you have yellow undertones because you're a light black person. Like, my mother is a yellow bone. Like, <laughs> she's pass on blonde she's fair skinned like there's people yes that are fairer skinned than her but compared to me and her yes my mother doesn't look completely black um you know with the i always make a joke with the right weave my mom looks like something different hell even if, and i mean i make the joke for myself too but i'm still gonna end up looking like afro something i'm still gonna look black and mixed with the right weave or with a different weave you know i'll just look a little less ambiguous i st like even when i'm not wearing a weave sometimes people ask me if i'm mixed with anything just because my hair is a curlier texture um when it's really cur when i have it curled and natural and stuff i but i it's funny be as i say that because i get asked if i'm mixed but but ironically, they always think that I'm mixed with another, like, it's kind of like, you're just asking me if I'm mixed with a mixed person or a, a still a colored uh, nationality. Like I've, get, I've, I've gotten Dominican, I've gotten Indian, and I've gotten Islander. If you mix those with black, you still get black. Like, I'm black. Like, it is what it is. So, but anyways. Um, yeah, so Danny Lay, Dominican, made this song calling herself a yellow bone. People are mad. They feel like it's putting down dark-skinned women. People are mad because they feel like the baby's ridiculous-ass co-signed this shit. Even though him, he himself is a dark-skinned man has dark and has dark skinned daughters. Um <laughs> yeah. I look. Like I said, it's a if if you want to have the conversation, yeah, the conversation is there, but I I I I'm just at a point in my life in my black womanhood where I'm not even going to waste the energy reading down colorist black men. They exist. It is what it is. It ain't completely their fault, but they don't, a lot of black men don't want to, you know, gain the knowledge of what's really going on. 
or acknowledge it. They just think they just think what their dick. So you're never gonna you're never gonna get through it. So I I've 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 taken the point of not to even go there with black men most of the time unless it's really spitting in my face. No pun intended. Um, you know, I've, I've had conversations like this with my man before. Um, but to play devil's advocate with this conversation, I'm going to make three cases that kind of give a little sympathy or give a little understanding. Um, number one, race is entirely too complicated. You, this is my first point. Black people come in all different shades and colors. You never know what you're going to spit out as far as children. You can have an idea because of if you know who you made your children with, but you never know how they're going to come out. Um, you know, they could come out something totally different than you expected. I watch a lot of paternity court too. And you'd be surprised how many men are like, that ain't my baby because it's too light or too dark. And sure enough, 100%. That's this nigga's baby. Um, <laughs> but black people, we make, we come in so many different shades and colors and variants. We can't really pinpoint our race down based on what we look like on the outside. Um, you know... I've seen light-skinned people make chocolate babies. It exists. I dark-skinned people can make lighter complexion children. You know, in the terms of being biracial, you can if you're a different race and you have a black father, you can look straight up black or you can look mixed or you can look whatever race that you mixed with. Same thing for having a black mother. My cousin has a black mother, my dad's sister. She's half Salvadorian. She has some black features, but she definitely looks Salvadorian, but she came from a black woman. Same thing with like a lot of celebrities that we try to use for these conversations. It's kind of like, there's always going to be a variant to the rule because we just come in so many different shapes and colors, shades and colors. And I was actually telling a friend about this because she's Panamanian and, you know, she's trying to understand everything. Because once again, they don't teach us this shit in school. This is shit that I've learned at a higher education level. Um... You know, I had a conversation with her. I told her, like, yeah, I feel like you're Afro-Latino, Latina. And she's like, oh, really? And, you know, she doesn't really know the term and how that comes about. And I made a joke with her. I was like, you may not feel like it'll, you may not see yourself as that. But if you have babies with a black man that baby's coming out black. That's a real good telltale sign that you're Afro something. If you have a baby with a black person that and that baby comes out black, you're probably more black than you realize. No, that's not always the case, but you can see it more with Latino people. 
um, biracial people, mixed people, you, you know, it can go either way because if you get with a Hispanic person, you know, your child may have more tendencies to come out Hispanic looking or Latino looking. If my cousin, like with my cousin, for example, it can go either way. If she were to get with a black person, have a black child, the child would probably look more like me and my grandmother. She has a baby with her boyfriend who's also Salvadorian. Yeah, she might get a little chocolate in her baby, but that baby is going to come out looking more Salvadorian. But it can, you know, and it can also still be a roulette table. She can have a baby that straight up looks just mixed. You just never know. Um, so, but it comes through with your babies. So you're going to see through your babies trying to end it, you know, and, and it's been the age old irony story of, you know, it's been the boogeyman story of racist is like, oh, you're going to have a picking getting with a black person and, you know, all this other stuff. So, but it's like, yeah, like you ain't going or the boogeyman story for interracial relationships with racist people. Like you can't keep it a secret because it's going to come out through your baby. Like, you know what I mean? A black woman can have a straight up white child or if, and you know what I mean? If her husband or man is white, that child can have no chocolate in it whatsoever. You just never know. So you you can't go, you can't base race just off of phenotype alone. Um, that's why I'm not going to get too mad at Danny Lay because she's trying to claim black and say she's black. And that's why she could have, that's why she could have made this song and this and that. But it's kind of like, no, you're still missing the point because even though we know the Dominicans can be Afro-Latino, same thing with Puerto Ricans, Cubans, et cetera, et cetera, Panamanians. There is a difference between Eurocentric Latinos and Afro-Latinos. I personally set the standard for my own sanity because this conversation can go everywhere. I go by the Native American rule. If your grandparent is black, if you have one black grandparent, you are Afro something. Point blank, period. Nothing further back. No, it is what it is. But if your grandparent is black, or at least one of your parents, you're Afro something. Point blank, period. This girl, I don't think she has an Afro grandparent at all. I could be wrong. I don't know. But from the looks of it, she doesn't. So it's kind of like, you're not black. You're not You're not even Afro-Dominican. You didn't even have the consciousness to use the term Afro-Dominican. So it's kind of like, stop. But anyways, um, so that's my first part of playing devil's advocate is you're just never going to tell with phenotypes alone, just by what a person looks like. You're never going to tell. Um, the second thing is, um, what was my second point to play devil's advocate to this? to the conversation of colorism oh um truth be told people just like their opposites 
Like, you know, that's another reason why I, I, I personally don't wrap myself so much in the colorism conversation is because people just genuinely like their opposites most of the time. Um, you know, just because my dad, and I mean, sure, it's a, it, it could be a little subconscious, but I do see, and I, and I see it on both sides. I see dark-skinned people get with light-skinned people or look for light-skinned people or be more geared towards light-skinned people. Hold on a second. Hey. Hey. Ooh, please be some money. Ah, thanks. I know, I'm super bundled up, huh? I don't know, and you know what? I don't. I used to have a heater because my little dungeon in the corner was really cold back in the day, and I don't know where it is. I think it might be in the closet. I don't know, but I'm all bundled up. Uh, is it cold in your office? Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, cause yeah, you guys have windows. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry. Oh, damn, that was on. All my business is out here. I'm at work. <laughs> oh, I got a gift card. Oh, they spelled my name wrong so goddamn much. But I appreciate it. It's from the PTSA. Nice. Oh, how nice. Cool. I could buy my baby books. Yay, because I had some books I wanted to get my baby, too. So this makes me really happy. I need to start getting him books. Um, yeah, as I was saying, people just like their opposites. Doesn't mean that they're always colorist. It's just what naturally catches your eye. Yeah, I can be a little subconscious of not wanting to... You know you know what? I I'm not even going to say that because... I've heard light-skinned people say they don't want to get with light-skinned people to avoid the high yellow kids. <laughs> like, my mother said it. My mother even said it. She was even like, yeah, I like your dad and his chocolate self because I don't I didn't want you to be all light-skinned. I could have came out light-skinned, but she was like, no, nah, I wanted my kids to have some color. I wanted, She was like, my mother made a point to tell me, like, I wanted my kids to look black. So I'm like, oh, okay. So... I think people, some people just naturally like their opposites. I've even heard Cardi B say, and, pe and people be getting on Cardi B like a mofo when it comes to colorism um, and racial ambiguity. But I've even in an interview, she's like, I don't like light-skinned men. I've never liked light-skinned men. She was like, just two light-skinned people just don't look good to me. She was like, I like the contrast. I like dark and light. So I think most of the time, I think a good portion of the time from a genuine place, people just like their opposite. They just like something different. They just like seeing something that they don't see every day or having the potential to make something completely different. Um, but yeah, so that's another reason why I really don't stress myself out on the colorist conversation and get so wrapped up into it because I, I do see a lot of, uh, putting against ourselves as black people, men and women, 
with the colorist conversation and it's at the end of the day black is black like never mind the ambiguous conversations and all of that like I'm speaking on light skin and dark skin black is black okay if you're caramel if you're light if you're dark if you're getting with a black person you're gonna have a black baby in a discussion you guys can be light as bright <laughs> and but you're still black so you know I, I tried to have these conversations with people like Angela Davis was black I mean black of course she was black she was light-skinned that doesn't that doesn't diminish her perception and her contribution because she's not part of the dark skin struggle yes that is a focal conversation in the black experience being judged against because of your skin tone but it's not it, it shouldn't be an ex, it shouldn't be a gatekeep you know what i mean so the gatekeeping of blackness between the shades is just I, I don't do. Um, and then what was my last point? Um, it's just so much. So, so let's talk. So, and I also saw somebody say, oh, that's when it comes to ambiguity and ambiguity especially with in particular latin cultures um it, it it's definitely a social construct because it depends on where you live i try to keep in mind when i'm reading these comments that there's a very strong possibility that a lot of these comments are coming from places that are heavily populated just with black or one other race um, or black and white, strictly speaking. I live in California, Southern California at that. We are, black people have been here, but we are definitely the minority, especially amongst Latinos and Hispanics. Um, and it depends on, and it's like this in a lot of places like New York, maybe Texas as well. And, um, you know, in, in the Caribbeans, of course, and Latin America, it, it depends, your, your perception of race depends on where you live for the most part. So I try to keep that in mind. And that's why I can't really put my energy into this whole gatekeeping of blackness because it's kind of like you're going to stress yourself out trying to gatekeep and I'm just telling this to other black people you're going to stress yourself out gate trying to gatekeep blackness especially if you live in these places like that like this because what are you going to do DNA swab every questionable black person you see if a black person is too light or too mixed looking are you going to DNA swab them like I said, you're going to get like, yeah, you're sometimes most of the time you're going to be able to tell if a black person is mixed. Yes. But who got the time for that? Who got who has the time for that? My only rule is if you are ambiguous, mixed, 
and you are putting yourself in black spaces, which happens a lot in, you know, for example, in Los Angeles, you have a very, 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 very close culture of Latino and blacks. If you're going to put yourself as a mixed person or an ambiguous person in black spaces, or you just happen to be from those spaces, just be respectful. Just be respectful. As black people, we are, we try to be respectful. We can be respectful. Everybody should just be respectful. We can be in each other's spaces, especially if there is a very close and very similar background and an intermingling background. There's more black and Latino mixture than there is black and white mixture. Um, we can't, it's impossible to pull it apart especially in depending on where you live. So just be respectful. If you know that you are not, you do not look straight up look black and you know that somebody can question how black you are or you you have the, you do have the privilege of using your ambiguity to your benefit, like not getting as discriminated against or having more opportunity um just be respectful you know if a black person says don't use the n-word around me or if a black person says you calls you out for saying something slightly racist or slightly colorist or slightly insulting that is specific to black people just apologize and keep it moving on you know, unfortunately, I had a very harsh conversation with one of my friends. I'm not going to put them on blast, but, um, you know, they, they, they're ambiguous, mixed grandparent is black. So they are Afro descent to a degree. So it's not like it's a total person from an outside perspective. Um, they said some insulting things to me and they've said it on multiple occasions, not knowing any better. We've had these conversations. I've had this conversation with her, them. Ooh, I didn't even want to, I didn't even want that to have come out in the, in this anyways, just ignore. I said that, um, you know, and they still don't want to understand or don't want to be respectful. So until you can understand that and until you can be respectful, I'm going to be boo off of you. I ain't going to sit here and bash or be disrespectful, but you're not going to disrupt my peace. You're not going to make me feel some type of way about myself um, in my truth because you don't know how to be respectful or you don't understand how to be respectful. That's my only thing when it comes to colorism and things like that is just just be respectful if somebody educated you on something take it in understand it and that was and that's what the main real problem with the whole Danny Lay thing is that she was trying to be in this space she was trying to connect herself to a black person's space but she was disrespectful about it and then she also didn't want to be knowledgeable about it um those and, and that's my only issue and that's why I feel like that's why I can't even defend her because it's kind of like you did nothing that 
you 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 didn't even you weren't even respectful enough to make my you know she wasn't even respectful enough with her song to you know she wasn't even respectful enough in her apology even to even be like okay well you know it's cool like you from because at least cardi b and i know people's a lot black people some black people don't like her but at least it's kind of like number one Cardi B somewhat looks more black than Danny Lay. Like, you know, underneath them wigs is a grease press, is cornrows. You know what I mean? You take, she take off that makeup. She's definitely more brown. And she had, like I've said before, it comes out in your babies. She had a baby with a black man. Her baby is black. That means that baby pulled out more black from both of them sides than that, than whatever she's mixed up with. And then on top of that, she's way more mixed up than Danny Lay. So it's a whole, it's a totally different conversation between Cardi B and Danny Lay when it comes to Dominican and Afro-Latino and stuff like that. There was a clear difference. Same thing with Rosie Perez and J-Lo in terms of Puerto Rican, like, Yes, there's such thing as Afro-Puerto Rican, like, that's more, a little more closer to the Rosie Perez side. Rosie Perez ain't exactly Afro-Puerto Rican. I would have to, I don't know, I would have to look into her family, but I would definitely believe she's more closer to the Afro-Puerto Rican than J-Lo is. So, Rosie Perez can probably pull I'm Afro-Puerto Rican more than J-Lo can. Um... You know, so it's kind of like homegirl didn't even play into the other facts when it comes to this conversation. She just sat here and made a song without knowing the history, the context, where it actually comes from, trying to apply it to everybody and... Uh, it doesn't work like that but with that being said I think these conversations definitely need to definitely need to happen I think they can happen in a respectful sense and I think that they can happen with a very understanding sense that we we can have these conversations understanding that we're not going to understand everything about it because like I've said a hundred times in this podcast or in this episode, race, genes, genealogy, DNA is so much more complicated than it just being on the surface of your skin. People want to say, oh, we're all the human race. It's all the human race. I ain't saying that bullshit either. Because obviously if that was the case, we wouldn't have fucking racism and colorism. That's just denying everything. What I'm saying is that if we're going to have these conversations to actually solve them instead of frustrating ourselves and, um, you know, insult, frustrating ourselves, insulting people, trying to gatekeep something that's uncontrollable, something that people have a totally different perception on it we can there's a way to have this conversation and 
you know, we got to do it right or else it's not going to it's not going to get any better. It really isn't. There's so much to it. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, a lot of people try to say paint the conversation of race, ethnicity and nationality is something that needs to be abolished and, you know, taken away and everybody should be the same. But it's but it's part of our it's part of our cultures. It's part of where we come from. It's part of what makes us beautiful. It's part of what makes things, it's part of what brings new things into the world. You know what I mean? So I'm not one that's all for, there should be, there's no such thing as race. Um, Race is, and, and yes, there is the scientific proof that race is a very, very small portion of our DNA. But it's also, but, but isn't that crazy in itself that this one percentile of our DNA shows up or is what determines how, what, how we come into the world looking? Don't you guys think that's like something that's fascinating and that just shows you how come with that simple note how complex this whole conversation is anyways like you know like i said i watch a lot of paternity court i don't know why i've been watching it maybe it's just because i'm pregnant and i like seeing the babies i like hearing the baby names to get ideas i like seeing a little bit of drama that i ain't in you know what i mean yeah i'm messy for it sue me but (laughs) You know, you got kids that don't look like either one of the parents and it's the daddy. You got the daddy that's sure that it's his baby and it ain't his baby. And then you look, you got babies that are twins of their parents where it's like, ooh, yeah, why are you even on this show? And it's beautiful. It's all, it's all beautiful, but it just shows you the magnitude of the human body and how we're really in this world and how much we really don't understand how we come into this world. Like I said, I even know that when you have a baby, your baby is completely new DNA. I thought it was literally a mixture of 50-50. Like you can chop it up, you can break this shit down in percentages but no, your baby, you yourself, you're totally different than your parents. You're a hundred percent different than your parents. When you have babies, they're a hundred percent different than you. They're an entirely new person. So it's kind of like, just let's just be respectful, okay? I I don't even think I'm ever going to do a podcast on black men and colorism. It's so depressing and it's and it's triggering. I ain't going to lie because when I see these topics, I be wanting to slap the shit out of my man. Like just on behalf, I be wanting to side out of my daddy cuz you know, I have my own reasons. Nothing bad, but just well, I'll I'll tell the story. Like I don't know. I always felt some type of way of my dad. Back in the day, my dad having a picture, a poster of this weather girl in our garage. And she was clearly like Puerto Rican and shit. 
and it's kind of like I never seen you do anything hinting to being attracted to another woman and the other woman and and the one time it's a Puerto Rican woman and it's coincidentally my mom's light skin uh like that don't mean something so you know what I mean I, I don't think I'm going to touch on black men and colorism I'm just going to leave it at they allow a lot of black men allowed the shit that Danny Lee did and which is why we have women like Danny Lay doing bullshit like this and non-black women non-black women that don't even look black or ambiguous women saying the out of the pocket shit that they do say to black people or black men or black women is because black men let them and I think I'm just gonna leave the conversation at that so you can take it or leave it you can be defensive about it or whatever but I'm not going to touch on it because it's a very frustrating and triggering topic. I just wanted to talk about this because it kind of, in relation to like my last podcast, yeah, like fetishes be letting people get away with the bullshit. And this song by Danny was some bullshit. It wasn't even fucking good. Like, yes, there are songs that celebrate people's skin tone, people's ethnicity, Remy Brown, Remy Brown, Remy Ma and Chris Brown made a song called, um, uh, like Brown Skin Magic or something like that. It's a very, it's a really cute song. Um, and I, and I thought it was really cute that Chris Brown being the colorist that he is, or the fact that he likes light skinned women and he's light skinned himself made a brown skin song with Remy Ma, who is a chocolate goddess. I thought it was kind of neat. Like, okay, all right, all right. And that's the curse of Chris Brown. He'll make you forget about all his bullshit the moment he does something adorable. Ugh, can't, I can't stand myself. But anyways, at least I recognize it, shit. So, you know, I thought that was cute. Um, You know, um... I hear rappers all the time give props to dark-skinned women or black women. Kevin Gates, I like him black, pretty white teeth, body unique, booty on fleek. Like, cool, works for me. As long as you shouted us out out there, I'm all gravy with it. Um, You know, um, Childish Gambino made a whole, like the song I played in the beginning, he made the whole song called fucking Redbone. That pretty much means light-skinned woman and his baby mama is like white or armenian or whatever she is so it's it's like you can do it you just it's just about being tasteful about it like danny lay could have made a poppy dominican song about dominicana or whatever she she didn't have to she could have made a song about bring a pretty girl like she didn't have to make a song called light skin like red or light or fucking yellow bone like she's stupid like and if she really knew yellow bones are rough as fuck yeah like every yellow bone I fucking I have a joke with my home girl like 
in LA, every light-skinned woman, damn near every light-skinned woman sounds like a man. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, yellow bones ain't always super dainty and pretty and baddie. Not to say they're not pretty, because they're beautiful women. I mean, they're women. Like, I'm not saying that they look managed, but I'm just saying... I've met a handful of light-skinned women and you would think you talking to fucking a whole ass gangbanger. Like, <laughs> so, and that's light-skinned women. So stop trying to see, stop trying to strictly paint that light-skinned women are super high feminine, high, you know, high feminine women all the time. Like, nah, like, I've seen light-skinned women talk like whole-ass gangbangers. Probably were gangbangers, too. My mother-in-law is trigger-happy, and she is a yellow bone, okay? Like, pull it out like Medea. Like, it, it, don't, 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 don't sit here and try to do something. If you're not black, if you're not full, full, full black, if you ain't sitting here with an afro and with at least a black grandparent at the minimum and you ain't grow up in black spaces, don't don't try to coin on something that you know nothing about. And, you know, let's just all be respectful. And that's the moral of this story. I will talk to y'all another day.